And we're back on the KYM Morning Show. Joining us now in our studios is uh, North Hill Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for, for coming in today. Did you have to dig yourself out this morning? No, I told my son to dig out our driveway yesterday, and he so kindly moved the snow, and somebody walked by the end of our driveway and said, you know, there's things in Minnesota to be thankful for. My 17-year-old, was, <laughs> he was quiet. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, six inches of fresh snow is not one of them in my book. But I know some people like yeah, it. They like it. It's beautiful out there. You know, from a city standpoint, um, let, let's talk about snow plowing and snow removing and snow mm-hmm. emergencies and everything. We've got a, we're in a snow emergency right now, and so yeah. you can't park on the street while they're... Uh, uh, removing the snow is that and that goes on. I think till tomorrow morning, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, or once it's once it's cleared curb to curb, mm-hmm. then you don't need to follow the regulations anymore at that point. So you can park on mm-hmm. the street if it's clear that the streets have been cleared out. But otherwise, yeah, typically a 24 hour period. I'm gonna have you point that oh, microphone. Sorry about that. There we go. Yeah, that's better. Um, the uh, as far as the plowing goes, do we have? Is this the the same? Uh, I guess plowing plan that we've always had. Has it changed at all? I'm sure it's got to be the same. There's got to be some rhyme or reason of how they do this. I mean, when you think about the number of roads that are out there and trying to move snow as efficiently as possible and ensuring that we get all of the streets really taken care of as expeditiously expeditiously as possible right the the main corridors and then going out into our neighborhood streets it's all really important to get the snow removed and in this day and age when people sometimes don't feel very well and need to stay home because they're sick i feel really grateful for all of our people that are out there moving snow on our behalf because it's really important to getting around yeah, no question about it. I uh, was not getting around too well yesterday <laughs> afternoon in my car. So I have a a pickup truck that yeah. I use that has four-wheel drive. It's not exactly a new one. <laughs> I've had it for 20-some years, but uh, it gets yeah. me through the snow pretty yeah. well still. So I'm thank- I guess I'm thankful for that. Yes. Um, the, you know, this kind of this question kind of leading into um, our next topic, and that is, as far as employment goes, uh, you know, it takes a lot of people, a lot of trucks, a lot of things to get out here and, and shovel the snow, plow the snow, do all that stuff. Are we, as far as a personnel standpoint, a lot of uh, places are having difficulty and have been for the last couple of years uh, because the unemployment in town is so low. Do we have enough uh, as far as our city employees? Do you know, are all the positions filled? Do we Are we fully staffed at this point? So uh, we've had some challenges, and certainly uh, one of the things that uh, we actually had a focus uh, on some of our employment levels with The Economist was in town and kind of doing an article on that, but... Our overall uh, employment, we've uh, we might have some uh, current openings, but we've had challenges. Uh, we've got a, p- a couple of police department positions, and um, our applications are about half of what they were um, in 2017, um, where we had one position. Um, so it's it's a lot tighter market for that and certainly have a lot of needs there we've had trouble hiring an engineer to help lead Uh, we have a whole bunch of projects going on and ambitious work plans that we're doing and we haven't been able to fill an additional engineer position we've changed it to try and look at a graduate student to be able to do that we have an interview that's kind of planned with one uh, that met the requirements um 
And so there's certainly have been challenges with employment. Fortunately, um, some of the things that the city's done to try and mitigate that back when I came in 2016, the city had been substantially under market related to pay and benefits, um, pay, uh, wages in particular. Um, and the, the city had been, was underway doing a, a pay study to, to do data to, review where we're at in the market and then determine at the middle of the market it's kind of where they want to be for recruitment and retention and we've had two pay studies to just keep that current that certainly has driven costs but um like i've mentioned before when you're talking about some budget things especially it would have been we already were seeing a lot of turnover and um maybe quality of candidates not being as strong and i think it dramatically changed that perspective i know there are key positions like a finance director and some of our other director positions in police that had we not done that, I think the city really would have been in a tough position. So, you know, commitment of the council to be at markets certainly helped with that. Police, we've done some long-term strategies and things with that related to um, recruitment of, uh, we've partnered with a community collaborative uh, to try and do, to provide uh, a police education course here. Um, in town and uh in and also marketed it to some of those uh, underrepresented that we see in our police department minorities um mm-hmm. trying to get more uh women in, involved as well um because uh we need we need people out there and it's been extremely challenging in that profession and we've also seen with some of the challenges um and changes that are have been going on within police reforms and reaction public reaction I guess to that too I think there's also been a number of people just with stress and things that have left the profession and in a market like this that it's pretty tight there are other private sector opportunities out there and we have um, recently lost uh, an officer specifically who did a career change as part of that and work schedule work-life balance and those types of things were some of the reasons behind that so it's it's certainly been challenging Uh, from a city standpoint we've been making it work though so it's kind of but it's kind of feels like we're right at that tipping point where you're down to kind of one candidate and that's your choice. And if you don't get it and we've been fortunate to land some of them, but mm-hmm. you kind of wonder at what point don't we end up with that final candidate and then what uh, do we do? So mm-hmm. it's certainly top of mind uh, for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much every business out there. Um, we recently yeah. had a sales position uh, that's open that mm-hmm. normally does not uh, take too terribly long to fill, but it took us six months this time to find a candidate. And thank goodness we found a good one. I feel good about that. But uh, you'd mentioned the economist had uh, come to yeah. town and did a, an article because Northfield has maybe the lowest unemployment mm-hmm. rate in like the world. 1.2%. Um, and the, the uh, article said, you know, that's kind of a, it's nice to have everybody working, but uh, that's still like a, too much of a good thing right there. We, we don't have the workforce. Uh, did you, were you contacted by them? I read the article last week and don't recall who was quoted in there and who was mm-hmm. not. Uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. So this, uh, the economist uh, journalist uh, contacted our Northfield Chamber of Commerce and uh, Jane Bartho and her team really helped to coordinate getting um, the reporter connected with a lot of our industries here in town and just really grateful. Not only was the city represented there, but we also have the school district, our our Northfield Hospital, um, I believe Post, um, Minnesota Solstice, The Hideaway, and probably some others that maybe I'm forgetting there, but just really trying to give uh, them a a holistic picture of what's happening within our community with 1.2% unemployment. You're right. I think it quoted in the article that in 2017, uh, we 
recruited, uh, or we went out for recruitment of new police officers and got 55 applications. And recently did it uh, went back out again for three positions and only got 15. So it's just a it's just changing, and we know that. Uh, we've known it for some time. The demographics, our state demographer, they're doing this. They're studying the population, and we knew that there was going to be a reduced number of people to be able to do the same number of jobs that we had people that could actually fill them. Well, that's not necessarily the case anymore. And so you really have to think strategically, not only about how do you recruit, but how do you train up uh, people that maybe didn't get a four-year degree but are ready to go right away into the workforce and would be quality workers? How do you do things more efficiently so that you can get the amount of work that you are getting done and maybe even more so you can grow your bottom line with less number of people? And just really appreciate uh, Steve Grove and uh, Governor Waltz were here recently. And uh, the labor market was certainly something that was identified there. And how are companies, not only within Northfield, but really all over the state and all over the nation, how are they handling this? Because we're going to have to change. And doing that wisely, uh, it really matters because you do. You want good quality workers. You want good quality Output uh, post. We want. We all want yummy marshmallow ladies <laughs> or whatever the cereals, raisin bran or whatever, uh, malto meal. It's uh, our companies in Northfield do quality work, and we've got to maintain that. And so somehow we have to figure out how to do that with less workers, less people doing the same amount of work. You had mentioned that uh, Steve Grove, a former. Northfielder uh, was in town along with the uh, governor um, and about some, I guess, uh, some long term strategies and those would involve, I guess, you know, more of the lines of education and training services. Did they uh, do they have a plan yet? Uh, do they have do they know how long it's going to last? You know, if you get into a recession, you know, there's going to be you're going to come out of a recession at some point in the future The with the lack of workers is. Do you know, did they mention, is there light at the end of the tunnel somewhere? Or is this going to continue on as long as, you know, the baby boomers keep aging out? Yeah, that's that's what they're seeing. Uh, I mean, the Economist magazine talked a little bit about expanding the pool of workers that could help. Um, uh, so, you know, if, if Minnesota can be friendly to a place to live and where people want to be, that's part of it. I know that it referenced that they are doing some things like, can they be a des- can we be a destination too? They're looking at uh, there's been talk about it as an example, creating something similar to a workers compensation program for business and in governments where um, basically you'd kind of have a, a, a self insurance program so that people could have family leave as part of that because productivity is important. We've we've dealt with that with our employees and actually created a local policy that you know balancing not only do you have kids but on the other end of the spectrum if you have parents to take care of or family members having some flexibility and leave in some positions can't be flexible if you have a radio show to do jeff uh, you you need to make sure that the air is uh, is active in that um so the state you know is looking at that the mayor mentioned that they've released a new program related to automation to encourage uh, more investment in equipment um 
you know, I don't know what at a level related to, we've, we've typically been a fairly decent draw related to new immigrants. And so that's probably important mm-hmm. too. Um, that does sometimes mean you have to build them up as they kind of transition in and, and new generations come mm-hmm. forward. That's probably something that's important to that. But uh, one, one that you get that I'm not so maybe thrilled about is they said a slowing economy actually can be helpful because then maybe the demand is a little bit less, but I'm not sure that's something we all look forward to is to further slowdown of the economy maybe isn't seen as a real positive thing, I guess, with that. But um, I think from Northfield locally, um, the things that we talked about from an employer standpoint that we do to try and be competitive, um, uh, doing other things like valuing people's work, um, empowering employees, not just at the management level, but down at the base level is important providing flexibility, those kinds of things that are important and just being a great community. I mean, I think that's why Northfield too, on some of our economic development strategies is also based on community development of being Mm -hmm. a great uh, community to live in a beautiful community. That's got some character to it. Um, allows us to maybe stand out from others, um, as well. All right. (laughs) I don't really have, I guess, any more questions with that. More questions than answers. And I I know that, uh, I mean, so many of these questions are far beyond the city of Northfield. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's Mm -hmm. having them everywhere. But uh, it's, uh, you know, 1.2 or 2%. That's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, one of the things that um, when you look at the makeup of our community uh, with only about 10,000, well, I guess I haven't, I've got my figures, right, for within the city limits. And within the city limits, we only have about 10,000 people over the age of 24. But we are blessed every year to have 5,000 students, right, that are 18 in the 18 to 22 age range. And, you know, the benefit of having uh, really high quality leaders in all of our institutions is that opportunity to collaborate and to share the need. And I think our colleges, they're, they're looking for, uh, with their students, they're putting them to work on campus, but they are a really important part of our labor pool. And, uh, just really looking with a fresh set of eyes of how can we engage some of our, our, that intellect and that workforce that's new and fresh. We get a whole nother set each year of introducing young people into our community and are we engaging with them and pulling them in and giving them the opportunity to make a difference in our local economy they're important and we shouldn't be overlooking uh, what they have to offer for our community you know i i agree with you there um we have uh just speaking from my personal experience and observations you know you, you can whine about the kids don't work like they used to they're always involved in activities and after school stuff and this mm-hmm. and that uh but you have to make it attractive to them you know mm-hmm. recently we've had some collaboration with the school district with our video shoots and and, and lance reister has been leading the charge here yeah. and he's engaged a lot of those students and once they're engaged you know it's uh uh, they're good good workers they get enthused about it so yeah it's uh it has to do with a lot of uh uh engagement with with the students uh and and making making it fun for them yeah i would say another as you as you and the mayor mentioned that another thing came to mind too that was in the article talking about flexibility with even people that have retired where maybe you allow them to work two days a week um in the old days when you had you know, people in line waiting for jobs. That wasn't the case, but providing flexibility with that. You mentioned kids. My son temporarily worked for a local uh, restaurant here in town and uh, 
this time of the year, he gets extra busy with activities. So they allowed him to basically go on a standby position where he didn't have to be working every week. Um, but when he's ready uh, in a month or so, they'll react, allow him to reactivate and get and start working again. So mm-hmm. that's that's been important too. I think with students thinking about how how you can work with their work life balance or school work balance, I guess <laughs> right. as well uh, with they have that because, like you said. Uh, they're, whether it's college students or high school students, they're busy, but they could be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. We're about out of time. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I would just encourage people to uh, look up The Economist magazine. And it was just really an honor that we were highlighted. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm going to take it. I, I'm I'm honored <laughs> that we were highlighted regardless of what the reason was. And it was just a really well-written article and really appreciated that they took the time uh, to tell our story because mm-hmm. we're not necessarily unique, but this, I love Norfield, right? And I'm, I'm proud that we made it into a yeah. magazine to really just share our story because we've got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly uh, not a bad article at all, or not a negative article towards Northfield at all. So, uh, you guys, thank you so much for coming in. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks.